Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. We have Venerable Tom Dorian here, How are and you? and I'm well. Thank you for yeah, asking. I just you was sound, getting ready. You sound great. I was moving right past you, jumping over here to Ziggy Stardust. I get that a lot, man. Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. I'm so glad you guys are here, and uh, we we are going to uh, we're going to do a topic today that's interesting because I wasn't going to do this topic, or wasn't it, it wasn't my idea, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I'm just being honest. Uh, but, you know, Ziggy here every once in a while says, hey, I got an idea. And it's like, well, we all stop and listen. It's kind of like <laughs> the old commercials, the E.F. Hutton. Oh, yeah. When E.F. Hutton speaks, when Ziggy Rodriguez speaks, people listen. he's like a great prophet or whatever. It might, and it might be something like, Big Macs are good. You know, it might be something so I mean, simple. Yeah, they are, they are though. <laughs> hey, it's prophecy. Uh, but so you you came up with this with this topic, which is kind of a continuation of some things we've been talking about. But I, I think the Lord's been whispering in your ear. Well, so uh, church church politics TMI. <laughs> Too much information, yeah. and, and and I can't take credit for this completely because I will say that like people, including my pastor, have had similar message, um, calling attention to the information age. There's a lot of good. That's what they call the time in which we are living uh, because so much technology is ordered towards information and information is available in, in a way that was never imagined, you know, possible. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I saw actually a tweet recently that was kind of funny that uh, called this to mind. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something to the effect of um, in like email should have never been a thing if my husband died at gettysburg it's none of my business until next spring but like but for the longest time that there was like that level of lag in information i know and even in today's world there's things are a game of telephone even though we have instant information instant ways to get it get in uh, touch with one another we still have misunderstandings right and so imagine that on steroids you know when people are having to wait that long you know it's funny news you mentioned that because i I'm reminded usually when I'm teaching RCIA and we talk about when we get to the part where we're talking about the Reformation, right? Yeah, and and all the trouble between uh, Martin Luther um, and the Church, right? Right. And and I the way I describe it is that like everyone was like, well, couldn't they just kind of work it out? It's like, well, you have to understand Martin Luther is in Germany, and so he would write something down. Uh, you know, and then everyone get upset, and then the then then eventually a couple of maybe weeks, months, years later, right? The Vatican would hear about it, right? <laughs> right, and he's been doing it for a year, right, in yes. Germany, and, and then they would write something, you know, on some lambskin or something, and roll it up, and they would stick it on a donkey and slap him in the rear end, and he'd walk to Germany, right? Right. So, and then months later, he'd get this dispatch from the Holy Father saying, "Stop it," right? You know something he's been doing now for two years yeah. right and so then he'd write a response and some kind of nasty response and yeah. on a little piece of lambskin and roll it up and stick it on a donkey and slap its rear end and it'd go back to to the vatican and so this would happen and this is one of the reasons why uh something will happen and we and we can see more naturally why there would be excommunication and and schism and there would be yeah. reformation would happen because there's there wasn't an instant way Right to deal with things. If you got called to Rome, 
you know, they would there would be a lot of uh, sunrises and sunsets right before you would actually get there. Right, and, and so you couldn't deal with things instantaneously. And you know, so on one hand. There's a lot of good that comes with the information age, so I'm not trying to put it down. I think it's good that we have access to the information that we do, that we can look things up. I, I, I saw another another tweet similar to this that was very funny. It said, like, uh, uh, what did you do when you didn't have things like Google where you couldn't look stuff up? And someone said, uh, oh, well, your aunt just told you asked your aunt a question and she told you something incorrectly and it stayed with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> aunt Google. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to rename it Aunt Google because it's still incorrect information. But so there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good that comes with the information age and there's a lot that we should be thankful for for but i think that with when especially when it comes to church politics we sometimes have to ask ourselves whether or not there is too much information there's information overload and whether the enemy you know who who has been known to take advantage of technology yeah. and drama right might make use of that excessive amount of information and I, so like two examples uh, I, vote, I vote yes by the way yeah, yeah. exactly so like there's he doesn't tom, tom doesn't need examples tom says yeah, no, I'm yes there. well because yeah. there's two there's two two examples come to mind of something i think we should all be wary of you've got a lot of podcasters and sort of uh, people who've built up a, po- a cult of personality where they're very much about whipping up emotions, or even if they speak very matter-of-factly and very calmly, <laughs> if all of their topics are highly emotional. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Then like, and, 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 well, this and, could be the end of the world. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, that you've got, that, 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 that is one area where we need to be careful about. And I think we, uh, we, need, we can talk about sort of the emotions and, and, and the role that they're supposed to play in the spiritual life and not supposed to play. But then also, Social media platforms, I mean, it's been revealed that these social media platforms have are, are engaging in social engineering on an emotional basis where they're literally trying to both group and divide us based upon our emotional responses and are trying to program emotional responses. And it's on these platforms that a lot of these conversations are being are taking place and a lot of this information is being disseminated. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, this is happening in the same way, in a sort of a parallel way pretty much in everything in society. I mean, you stop and think about, you know, it's a great blessing that we have instantaneous news. Yeah. That we, we, you know, fresh out of whatever, and we got people covering things that are happening in, uh, you know, faraway places and, and, and the instant they happen. But if you stop and think about, like, what actually happens on 24-7 news, it's one of the reasons why I don't watch the news channels anymore. Yeah. Because if you watch them, there's, like, maybe about 3% news, and then there's 97% conjecture. It's all yeah. we take. Right? Or, at, at the very least, it's like, well, you know, here's what could happen. Yeah. Here's what scientists say could happen, you know, to our climate. Right. And so then we hear these devastating things, and, and it's almost like the Jehovah's Witnesses. How many times has the world supposed to have ended, you know, by right. now, right? Because, because if you hear some, some client climate alarmist, and I'm not saying there's nothing to be alarmed about. I'm just saying that the world can't be ending every single year, right? And we right. keep hearing that, like, Oh, we've only got 12 more years. Well, we heard that 24 years ago. So what happened, you know? And then you start to distrust. And then you start getting, but you still have this overflow of information, right? And well, that's what's yeah. happening in the church politics as well. And, and and something to say about emotion, you know, and St. Thomas Aquinas, he talks about, you know, the emotions are, uh, they're in the same category as the passions, the impulses or appetites, right? And it's not that our emotions are bad. They're a part of, 
God created us to have them, right? But they have to be rightly ordered. So our, our emotions are a part of who we are, but they're not the whole picture. Our, our emotional engagement of uh, reality, it's a part of how we engage reality, but it's not the, the entire picture. And in fact, a lot of times our emotions can be misleading and, and, our, and the, the enemy has access to our emotions and can... And can uh, play with our emotions and we have to have an awareness of that and so like with saint thomas aquinas and church tradition it is the intellect is how we receive truth right and the intellect is supposed to command the will and it's supposed to manage the emotion so it's not that emotions are bad but emotions become bad when they are governing us and mm-hmm. we are not governing oh them. oh i see so it's so simple sam we just <laughs> manage our emotions <laughs> well no <laughs> man if only i'd known that we could have just saved this whole episode we would have just said manage your emotions and then like everything would be good and we wouldn't have to do we could talk about uh checks mix or whatever because because that time of year's coming yeah. <laughs> well no you're right easier said than done and obviously that's a very difficult thing to do um and it requires grace and it requires prayer and it requires discipline and it requires virtue something to work towards right and in fact that's a part of the life of growing in virtue is learning how to manage that stuff so that the intellect can command the will but here's what i'm getting at is even if we're not quite there where we are in a place where we're if we if especially i would say if we're in a place where we're not really in a good place to manage manage of our emotions and we kind of realize oh my emotions drive a lot of my thinking and drive a lot of my decision making and drive me generally throughout the day then that's all the more reason to be aware of am i engaging in content that is whipping up my emotions right and 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 getting me caught up in sort of salacious uh, conversation, or am I engaging in these uh, social media platforms and in convert dialogues on, on social media platforms? If we want to call it dialogue, uh, yeah. that 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 where emotions are getting whipped up and stuff like that. Because if so, that might be reason for us to say I might need to down dial down the uh, my engagement on that kind of stuff. And I I would say that becomes heightened in matters of church politics. Um, and, and one thing that comes to mind, I heard a. Uh, I saw a tweet. This is another tweet that I saw. This was years ago. This was back when the motu proprio came down, where all of a sudden there, there were restrictions on the Latin mass. Right. And, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but obviously a lot of traditionalists got uh, very upset about what was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone within the traditionalist circle said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a medieval surf trad. I don't even know who the Pope is. I'm just like <laughs> attending, <Right. laughs> attending mass and, and, and receiving the sacraments. That's, you know, and trying to live my faith the best I can, which I thought was great because if you th- put, us, put us back, you know, in the shoes of Christians for hundreds and hundreds of years in our 2000 year history for the vast majority. Who really didn't understand church politics. They didn't understand the hierarchy so much. And they really, their day to day life was basically just living and then the sacraments and yes. living and then the sacraments and that's really all they did and were they missing anything i mean do we really believe that they were missing out in the ability well, to live out their faith by yeah. not having access to that information i think the answer is probably no and so if that doesn't if it's like man you guys are really missing out by not knowing more about church politics if that doesn't serve their salvation does it serve ours if it doesn't serve our salvation what does it serve Right, and exactly, because I, I would imagine that when you, uh, if we were all taken, um, you know, if, if we were all taken, to, you know, to heaven or standing in front of the, the, the pearly gates, yeah. you know, for the interview before you get to go in, <laughs> right. right, and they would say something like, 
who was the relator general in the Senate <laughs> on synodality, you know, in, in 2023? What was his name? It's like, right. oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that Monty Python thing was like, <laughs> you know, what is your favorite color? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> You know, don't go there. I <laughs> know that was bad. We could go there very easily. But, but you're, but you're, you're right. Uh, uh, Roman or German realtor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so uh, the thing at the end of the day uh, is, it's it's very difficult. Um, now, we'll say this also. This, I think that that the that the Holy Spirit might have given you this topic. It, I think it relates to you more than it does to me, or okay. even to Tom. Now, I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna speak for Tom a little bit here too. Thank you. So, <laughs> as, as much as much as I have uh, been aware yeah. of a lot of the politics, I really I, I I think that I have done a pretty good job of managing my emotions about yeah. it. Uh, there are things that worry me every every now and again, but it's kind of like when I'm looking because we can't get away from our phones, right? Yeah. We all are connected to our phones, maybe in an unho- un- un- unholy, but really in an uh, in a, in a large way, the phone is so much of a part of our life. Mm-hmm. And I, over the years, have watched how my screen time that it reminds me every once in a while has crept up and crept mm-hmm. up. And I realize how much, quote unquote, work I do on the phone. Right. But also how much time I spend, you know, like just wandering around. Yeah. And, uh, and so you get all of these. I get all these notifications from the news and all these different things. So I see a lot of headlines. But I have to admit, what I've started doing is like, yeah, interesting, and just scrolling past it because I, I don't want to. It's almost like I you don't get sucked in. Well, you know, there there is an expression that's a social media, uh, uh, a technology expression that that many of us have heard. Some of us don't necessarily know what it means, but it means it's but it's clickbait. Yeah, right. And clickbait is just that. It, it's like just it's it's basically any kind of headline or any kind of thing that says. Click me, click me, click me. I right. so desperately want you to click me so that I'm going to cause someone on the other side of the globe to make three cents right. or, or whatever. If I, if I click this, it's another view. It's another – and that's the, the – that's in, in, in the technology economy, that's the currency, right, right? is clicks. And so getting attention, getting people, which causes the emotions – like so they want to have more emotional topics. right. Pope uh, uh, basically ends church tomorrow. <laughs> right. You know, Catholic Church comes to its knees and is over with tomorrow. And it's like, well, I think I want to click on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you start going like, stop, because is that is that really what you think is possible? No. So there's this kind of. I try to keep a balance, right? I try right. to keep a balance with realizing someone wants me to click on this, and so they're saying that. Tom, do you mean do you feel the same way when oh, you're yeah. looking at stuff? Yeah. Uh, but but Sam, you're different. I'm not saying you're gullible. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that you know Tom and I are strong and Sam is weak. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I am saying though is you. Sp- I rejoice in my weakness. <laughs> yes, Thank exactly. You. <laughs> For our sake, For, right? Yeah. Thank oh, you, Saint, my suffering, Saint yes. Paul and <laughs> Saint Samuel. Uh, no, uh, I think that well, you're actually involved uh, in moderating some forums. So you're, yeah. you you spend a lot of time that we don't spend right. uh, in that world. And you actually know it better than I do. Um, but at the same time, you're you're preaching to yourself here. Oh, sure. And well, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, um, when you are all in on your faith and you're doing what you, all that you can to build your life around your faith, and that's a constant struggle for you to say, what 
more do I need to change to do better to build my life around my faith? That's because you've received uh, the sacredness of your faith, the sacredness of the church, the sacredness of the liturgy, the sacredness of the timeless truth of the Catholic Church, and it is knit into your being and who you are and the and what you value most. And so when you hear things that sound like that stuff is being threatened, right? It's a it's very hard to have that emotional detachment, right? And it almost feels like you shouldn't be detached about stuff like that. But in fact, our emotional detachment, I mean, it sounds like it's uh it sounds like apathy and that's not what it is. But what it is is emotional detachment means like within the Catholic context is saying I am going to not let my emotions govern me. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. My, my appetites, my impulses, my emotions govern me. Through grace, I'm going to endeavor to govern them. And so if you take that attitude, then it is the case. And in fact, I would say in a heightened way to have, um, you know, where, wherever you're most likely to let your emotions get the better of you, it's never good. It's never good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, 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 and so and it's easy for your emotions to get the better of you when it comes to stuff that are most precious to and when you say get the better i want to reinforce that we're saying that our that when we are when we let our emotions take control yes then w- that's a problem and that's and it becomes the basis of our thinking of our decision making uh all of that stuff that's when it becomes a, a problem and so you know we all have it, we're, we are still going to hear about stuff that happens. I mean, yeah. th- this and, is, and it doesn't mean that we should shut our eyes to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So if you did see a headline about the Pope, and uh, for instance, recently we saw this headline come out saying that he's changing the way in which cardinals are elected. Yeah, or, yeah. The, or the next Pope, too, as well, right? right. And we, I'm sorry, not cardinals are elected, but yeah, how the next pope will be selected when when he when the chair is vacant right right he and and we'll be 25% lay people yeah well th- okay this is what we're hearing is, what, is yeah exactly see what we you just know. did there look at what i just did yeah. I, look at me i'm reporting the news and so here here i am saying like <laughs> the salacious news yeah, saying yeah. saying calm down camper just right. hold on well cuz we don't even know cuz he that was leaked we don't even he didn't get out there and say announcement you know i'm right. doing this now that was it was leaked that was a conversation that they've been having right but if you stop and think about it again let's just talk about that that example for a yeah. second cuz we don't know anything more than than what has been leaked and, right. and so i want to just sort of derail us just for a second cuz i think this is important and it goes to what we're talking about so we don't know exactly that but but it would be good to know like in context um, that you know the way that a pope was selected wasn't always the best way. Yeah. In, in fact, back in the Middle Ages and 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 earlier, there might have been some transactions that took place for yeah. someone to become the pope, and there were some not so great popes in our history uh, because of maybe how they were selected. Because it was like a a merger between this country and that country, and someone said, "Well, we'll do the pope. You will if you give us this land, we'll let you pick the pope or whatever." Right. I mean. I, there are things like that that have happened in the past, and and even um, um, Pope Saint John Paul the Great, you know, changed the way or you know tweaked the rules. Sure. Right now, this is this is new. If this is true, if it's true, twenty five percent lay people choosing who the next pope's going to be. That that's going to take some prayer and some you know like what's this going to do? But we but to your point earlier. Right, we can't let our emotions go like that's it for the this 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 pope is trying to ruin the you know yeah yeah you, yeah. you, you can't go down that path. We've got to have faith 
And we've got to be a little bit more like that surf, just a little bit more and go like, okay, I'm going to let I'm going to let them do all the, you know, I'm going to let them do all the boxing and figure, you know, they can punch each other. They can figure all that. I just need to stay close to the sacraments. Yeah. And try to live my life as best as I can in whatever situations is, that, that has dealt me, especially in church politics. Well, and also, we need to seek to be pastored, right? And so, like, if we have questions arise, we hear about something, and it's just, man, this is bugging me. I, I, I need to, you know, get some answers. Arrange a meeting with your pastor. Mm-hmm. Sit down, ask your pastor, and, and just seek to be, but don't go into it saying, like, I need all the answers. I need the scoop. I need the dirt. You know, like, I need to really know what he thinks. I need, I'm here as a sheep to be pastored by you. Uh, this is difficult for me. I'm reading this, and I don't understand it because it seems like a big break with yeah. tradition. I need to be pastored. And, 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 and here's what you have to keep in mind. For all you know, it might be a difficult thing. Maybe the priest... Uh, or, or deacon who's pastoring you is also seeing the same sort of news story and saying, I'm not sure what to think about that. He may be seeking counsel like elsewhere as well. Yeah, because we have this duty of religious assent where we're supposed to receive the things that we might not like so much from uh, the higher ups in church hierarchy. We're supposed to receive them, with, try to process them within the logic of our faith and try to you know approach it to embrace uh, you know with openness um, to obedience, right? And, and we're supposed to pray for the grace to do that. And that's supposed to be a part of the process of as we're chewing on these things, right? And so um, your priest, it, it, just just because your priest might not tell you this, everything that, they, that your priest is trying to tell you, that's probably a good thing mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, the priest is telling you exactly what you need to hear in order to pastor you. Well, that's why there is that expression, TMI. Yes. Right? Because there is such a thing as too much information. Yes. And we have to, and, and this works in, as we're relating it to church politics, but it works in all things in life. Sometimes you can have too much information. Um, and uh, and especially if you have a, a, a difficulty reining in your emotions, um, like things like worry and, and et cetera, it can be a problem for yeah. you. Right? And it's, and it's hard to keep a balance in life when there is too much information. So for some of us, I think the, the good thing to do, again, I keep going back to your surf example, the guy that's just out there, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. you know, working in the fields and going like, hey, I think it's noon. I think we're supposed to pray now. And oh, hey, yeah, now, and I think. And that guy's trusting the Holy Spirit. At yeah, some point, yeah. you got to trust. Yeah, 100%, Tom. And that's why I think that sometimes um, we, in our information age, we want to instantly process all this stuff and then say like, okay, Here's my stand based on that. Right. And the problem with that is you're going to be standing all over the place because that information is so constant, right? And and it fluctuates. And then you you don't – I mean, remember, it's Aunt Google. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're, you're not always getting the best information. Well, and, and to Tom's point, you know, trusting, you know, Jesus made promises about the church, right. including that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And right. so at the end of the day – we all are supposed to do our part. What's our part? In each human person, our number one call is the call to holiness. Yeah. Right? It's not the call to have all the answers in church politics and have everything figured out. Uh, no, that's not it. Receiving the sacraments, trying to receive our Lord that he might enflesh himself in us, incarnate himself in us. Listen, Probably nobody, no single person on earth has all the answers that God has within his mind and heart regarding, yeah. uh, you know, what the church needs, right? Everyone just sort of has a piece. But guess Not what? even AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but guess what, though? Each one, one thing that is for sure that the church needs is saints. 
And, and, And if you're seeing stuff that bothers you in the church, the answer is always prayer and fasting and also looking inward at what are things that I can do to change? What are things that I need to do in order to grow as opposed to pointing outwards and saying, what does the church need or what do these other people need to do in order to change? Because if we're pointing our fingers outward, there's three fingers pointing right back at us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and we just need to receive that and receive that point with love and to recognize, yeah, each of us have things to work on and grow on. And we each have our mission to become saints. And the devil is going to try to distract us. At the end yeah. of the day, our, our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the powers and principalities of hell. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. Yeah, exactly. St. Mm-hmm. Paul, Ephesians 6. And so that's where we need to focus is on that battle and on just receiving our Lord and on pursuing holiness and pursuing sainthood and just turn down the dial on the noise and turn up the dial on our Lord and on pursuing holiness with everything that we got in this little time that we have here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And 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 also in all things, uh, as you know, we've heard so often, especially some of the great philosophers, there's this idea of, 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 of balance, right? So I, there, it doesn't mean that we're supposed to be ignorant of what happens in the church. Right. It also doesn't mean that we need to know every single detail. Mm-hmm. And then all the different possible scenarios that could play out. Right. Right. We've, we've got an election coming up in the country, right? And, and it's like, I'll be honest with you, I'm not looking forward to it because it's going to be a lot of wild emotions. It'll be a lot of <laughs> yeah. this side and, or that side. And it'll be a lot of conjecture. Well, if, if this person wins, then that's the end of democracy as we, as we know mm-hmm. it. If this person wins, we're going straight to war. If this per- you know, and it's like, these are all things that are conjecture. And that's where our emotions run rampant. And they actually run us, right? Mm-hmm. And so in this idea of church politics and what you say is, is so true, Sam, to dial down the noise. And, and I love the idea where you talked about being pastored, you know, again, like that little surf. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just stay close to your pastor, but stay close to, your, to the sacraments. Uh, there, we, what we believe about the sacraments, and, and we forget this sometimes, the sa- sacraments, while in the natural world, right, are supernatural in grace. Yeah. And it, and and you it, and so while there is this natural element that we see, there's this supernatural element that essentially is their efficaciousness, and that's what we need to rely upon. And don't don't forget that. Don't forget that Christ is literally present in each one of us when we receive, and to just trust Him, trust the Church, trust the Holy Spirit, trust the Father, and things are going to kind of work out. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.